Hi, this is Alonzo Bowden. Welcome to Who's Paying Attention, Episode 9. Sorry about banging the table. I don't know. We're starting off with a bang. Listen, there's a lot to get to this week, so I think I'm just going to jump right into it. And my first topic, I'm going to start with Barack Obama's surprise visit to Afghanistan. That's right. Barack Obama went to Afghanistan, and it was uh, on the anniversary of the killing of Osama bin Laden. He went there. He addressed the American troops. He met with the Afghan president, Hamid Karzai, Karzai, sorry, and they signed an agreement to draw down the troops and basically get out of there by 2014 and what it's going to be like the U.S.-Afghan relations after 2014. Now, of course, as soon as Obama did this, the Republicans were all over him. They said that he was using the raid that killed Osama bin Laden for political gain. Can you imagine how horrible is that to use something like getting bin Laden for political gain? Who would do that? It's not like he went and held up a banner that said mission accomplished. Listen, of course he used it for political gain. He's a politician. It's what they do. They use failures for political gain. (laughs) Obviously you're going to use a success for political gain, but here we go. Now listen, for the record, I am voting for Barack Obama, and and it's not because he is a progressive intellectual, it's not because he actually achieved the American dream working his way up from obscurity with a single mom to become president of the United States, it's none of that, because he's black, that's why, that's all it took for me, he's black, and yeah, if you believe that, well, well, what the hell, go ahead and believe it, but anyway, um, just, uh, of course, it's a political thing. This, this is politics. And yeah, we're, we're on our way to a presidential election. And if I'm running for president and I sign the order to kill Osama bin Laden, America's number one enemy, the number one terrorist on the hit parade, every year, I'm going to remind you. I'd remind you every day. I would, I would. I would just, every day, I'd be on Twitter. I would just tweet, hey, remember, I got bin Laden. If you're thinking about voting today, yeah. I'm the one who got Bin Laden. That would be my daily tweet. So, yeah, use it for political gain. And on the topic of politics, here it is. Obama has launched his campaign. It's official. The campaign will be called Forward. Okay, and it and it aims to highlight his progress and goals for the economy. And, and we're going to move forward. And, and hopefully we do. But while we're looking forward, I wouldn't mind looking backwards and finishing off a couple of things. Let's close Gitmo, all right? That, that one was a promise from the old days I'd like to see achieved. Um, how about taxing the rich? A lot of talk, not a lot of taxes. And I'm going to get to the subject of taxes a little more in a little while. But uh, that would be another one I'd like to see. And, and how great would it be just to randomly see some Wall Street bankers and mortgage people go to jail? Yeah, I'm still mad about that. You know why? Because I was involved in that. Yeah, you know my real estate philosophy. Buy high, sell low. Lock the bastards up. I'd love to see it. But anyway, Obama's moving forward. And Romney came back with his quip saying, forward what? Over a cliff? Yeah, yeah, uh, because Mitt Romney, he's hilarious. We're still waiting for Mitt Romney to appear on Saturday Night Live. That would be hilarious. Let's see if he has a sense of humor. Obviously, Obama showed his 
at the press uh, dinner he does every year. And he kills at that thing. But anyway, getting away from that, the new campaign is forward. Let the commercials begin. Speaking of the election and Barack Obama versus Mitt Romney, they're predicting this election will be boring. Um, Romney, well, nobody knows what Romney's going to say because Romney will flip again. Now, I think what would be exciting if Romney flipped to being a Democrat. I mean, he's made every other flip. You know, he created a medical care plan in Massachusetts, then he flipped on that. He was he was pro-choice, then he then he flipped on that, and you know, you name it, he'll flip. Let's shake the etch a sketch. So anyway, it's going to be Romney and Obama. Who, see, it's going to be tough for Obama because Obama, the fact that he got anything done with a Congress that automatically votes no on everything he says is a pretty major accomplishment, but you can't run on that. And the economy is getting better slowly. I don't understand why Wall Street is doing so well and nobody talks about it. You know, that's been under the Obama administration. Wall Street has bounced back. Now, the rest of us still broke. Wall Street has bounced back. And you know what they should use that extra money for? Bail. That's right. Why do I want to put Wall Street people in jail? I just do. I just think it would be fun to watch Wall Street bankers doing the perp walk. But anyway, there's, there's not a lot of big things in this election. Apparently, Barack Obama mentioning Osama bin Laden, off limits. Can't, can't mention the fact that he did that. And what else do we have? The country's still divided, you know, uh, left and right, red and blue, tall and short. You know, the, the trees in Michigan are the right height and, and they're hated by the trees in Ohio, which are the wrong height or something like that. Look, I don't know. It, it's going to be six months of, of nothing. But, but ultimately, you're going to vote. The swing states are going to be interesting in this election because it's those states that are going to de- decide the election. And to all the Obama supporters who think it's in the bag, it's not. The Republicans don't like Romney, but they, they hate Obama more. So, so it's almost like he's running against himself. It's like, like Barack Obama versus hate Barack Obama. And Romney's standing over there saying, I'm here to be whatever you want me to be. So I hope it's a boring election. Imagine if it was an election decided by issues. Oh, stop it. I'm sorry. I'm No, I'm not drinking. I know you think I'm drinking to say something stupid like that. But no, I'm not drinking. So, um... Anyway, let's see how it goes. Let's see what the commercials say. Let's see how much hate we can find. And let's move on to something even funnier. <laughs> okay, I was joking about the, the Wall Street guys. Now, let's, let's talk about CEOs because this is a group of people that I don't know where they live. I, I don't know what their reality is day to day. They obviously... They're paid tremendous amounts of money and they're not held accountable to any standard. You know, you it's it's the only job where like, you know, my corporation lost 15 billion last year and 10 million of that was my bonus. It, it's it's incredible what they do and what they get away with. But but what they say, I guess, you know, it's good we don't hear from them because they shouldn't shouldn't talk in public. OK, um, all of this is a lead in. <laughs> Randall Stevenson, CEO of AT&T. This is his, his quote about iPhones or statement or whatever. He says that unlimited iPhone data was a big mistake. In other, and 
I've had an iPhone from the beginning, and in the beginning, you could get iPhone plans with unlimited data. Now, why am I laughing about that? Because it's an AT&T plan. Unlimited data with AT&T is like having a, a car with four flat tires that, and no engine that gets unlimited gas mileage. AT&T service could not be worse. It is, it is incomprehensible. If you don't have AT&T, you wouldn't believe how bad iPhone service is. There are many times where you'd be better off taking a string and tying two iPhones together and trying to use them in the same way they did with cans back in, I don't know, the 40s. Remember those kids would string together two tin cans and yell really loud and say, wow, the phone worked. That's pretty much IT&T. IT&T data plan? Remember dial-up? Okay, to the kids who are listening who don't remember dial-up, back in the mid to late 90s, you had to dial through the phone to get to the internet and make dong, 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 dong. You got all these weird tones, and it was slow. That would be an AT&T data plan. <laughs> AT&T, he's, he's complaining about offering service that he never provided. We spent millions updating our system. How bad was it? How bad was it that they updated it to get to this crappy service we have now? Now, the other thing he's mad about is iMessage. And for those who don't have an iPhone, iMessage is like texting between iPhones and it's free. If you send a text message from your iPhone to someone else's iPhone, it's free. He claims he's losing money on that. Really? Well, too bad, my friend. It, it is just such a horrible, horrible thing. I, Again, what world do CEOs live in when AT&T, your biggest problem was providing an unlimited data plan? You know, if you had provided a data plan that worked, Verizon, Sprint, and all the others wouldn't have got in on the iPhone. Everyone would have been happy with the AT&T iPhone. But the idea of a, of a CEO saying like, you know, if I had performed better, if I had done my job better, things would have been better. Like that never, never even crosses their minds. Except when they apply that standard to another person. Now, what am I talking about on that? Okay. Again, CEOs who should just not speak in public. Jack Welch, who was formerly the CEO of GE, was at a gathering of female executives. And he said performance, performance is what women need to get ahead. Women should over-deliver to get ahead in the corporate workplace, just like he did. Now, now, mind you, this performance thing, see, this is, the women were, were hilarious. Women, women said that when Welch asked, are there any questions, they were still regaining their consciousness from his last statement. Okay, that performance thing is compared to the performance of the white men who have been in charge of these corporations. Now, mind you, some of them do great jobs, and this is not like some anti-white man tirade, but what I'm saying is, don't kid yourself. They didn't get ahead by performance. So many of them got ahead on the golf course, got ahead because they were related to the right person, got ahead because they were in the proper secret society in college, got ahead for a million reasons that women and minorities and those new to the business and corporate culture do not have, okay? So don't sit here and talk about you had to over-deliver to get where you are, Jack Welch. You had to over-know the right people. What, are you kidding me? You had to over-deliver. 
Yeah, that's right, ladies. Get to work. You've been lounging. You've been slacking. Like, tell Meg Whitman she's been slacking. And uh, yeah, women are working hard, but they don't get the same breaks because they're not con- connected to that good old boy network. And I'm not saying that every white male CEO got there as a result of not working because he played golf with the right people. What I'm saying is that a whole lot of them did get there that way. And those are opportunities that are not provided to women or minorities unless you can play golf like Tiger Woods. And you might as well play golf with Tiger Woods because Tiger ain't even making the cut anymore. Maybe he should move to the corporate golf circuit. Oops, I'm slipping into sports. That'll be later. Sorry, Tiger. Uh, Women must over-deliver. Probably think they should be home over-delivering on babies or something like that. Let's continue with my corporate rants. General Motors hasn't paid federal U.S. income tax since they declared bankruptcy. That's right, GM, which is a success, okay? It, it's a success. The government invested in it. Turn, it turned itself around. GM is now making a profit. Who knew that they weren't paying any taxes on these profits? Well, I guess a lot of people knew. Maybe I'm late to the party. Maybe you're late to the party, but let me try to explain how it works. And it, and it is a roundabout thing, and it is both brilliant and criminally genius at the same time. But here's what happens. GM went through bankruptcy. In order to go bankrupt, you have to lose money. So they lost a ton of money, right? And they're like, we can't pay our debts. We can't pay pensions. We can't give health care to our employees. We can't do anything but give bonuses to our CEOs. We need help. So they declared bankruptcy and they got out of all this debt. Now they're making a profit. But you know what they do? They claim the debt prior to bankruptcy against the profit they're making today and say, well, we, we, we broke even, so we're not paying taxes, which is cool, except you didn't pay those debts that you're complaining you lost money about that you get to use against. This, this bankruptcy game is a win-win. I went bankrupt a long time ago. I went bankrupt in the early 90s and and and. It wasn't like that for me. Like, I still had to pay my taxes. I couldn't get out of the tax debt. And, and you know, I've since paid it. And, and this and that. I should have been a corporation. I should have been making cars. And it's not just GM. Ford has done the same thing. Ford went through a bankruptcy, reorganized, and they're not paying taxes either. They're making great profits. They're not paying taxes. I, I, what the hell? What the hell? Stop it. Did pay some taxes. Somebody go after them. You know, politicians, you always go with this no tax thing. Do you know how many people would vote for you if you were a politician and you went after corporations and made them pay taxes on some level, just like the average Joe? You know how many people would love you? Like, hey, GM, you made a few billion dollars last year. Guess what? You have to pay taxes on it. People be like, yeah, yeah, I like you. I'm going to vote for that guy. And then GM would take your car away. Um, speaking of taxes, here's another one. Stephen King, and I'm quoting, tax me for fuck's sake. Listen, Stephen King is another one, another super rich person that just says that they should have to pay taxes and pay more taxes. It's the same argument Warren Buffett makes. Now you get Chris Christie, okay, the government, the government, Chris, well, he's big enough to be a government, but he's actually just a governor. The governor of New Jersey says to rich people, just shut up and write a check. And Stephen King, who's a brilliant author and a brilliant person, 
explained that it doesn't work that way because it's a government. See, people say the government should run like a corporation. The government is not a corporation, nor is the government a charity. Government is government. So if you just wrote a check for a million dollars to the government, that check isn't necessarily going to be used to fix the road in front of your house or, or to fix the bridge that's collapsing or, or provide food through the food stamp program. See, the government, it's a big organization that takes in all of this money and has all of these responsibilities, and, and that's how it works. It doesn't work off of random donations. That they're, and, and listen, I'm no fan of the government because I don't think the government works. Government's broken. It's far too fractured. There's so many lobbyists and, and independent, you know, whatever you want to call it. Hey, give money to my group. Give money to my group. But, but nobody wants to take in more money. Everyone's afraid to say taxes. Well, guess what? The government's broke. The, the local governments are broke, state governments are broke, and the federal government's broke. And when you're broke, you know what you need? You need more revenue. Nobody ever sat around and said, man, I can't pay my visa bill. I think the best thing to do is make less money. Is there any way to bring less money in the house? No. Listen, rich people have to pay more taxes. What is rich? I don't know. Whether you want to say rich is making a quarter million dollars a year if you're single and a half million as a couple, which was Obama's original plan, which went by the wayside when the Republicans took over Congress. He backed off of that too quick. Now they talk about it's a million dollars a year. I don't know what it is, but listen, they have to pay more. It's how the system is set up. It is proportionate. It's not direct proportion. Now, some people say we should have a flat tax. Just pay 11% or 17%. And I'm fine with that, but good luck with changing our entire tax structure. It ain't gonna happen. Too many people, too many powerful people have too many deductions. They're not gonna rewrite the whole tax code. They're gonna add a few more pages to 10,000 pages of gibberish that nobody can read or nobody understands. Maybe you keep the major deductions, you know, the mortgage deduction, which helped people buy homes, which is part of the American dream, or, or the deduction for kids. And listen, I don't get that one. I don't have kids and people like, well, I don't want to pay for government services I don't use. Everyone pays for government services they don't use. I don't use public schools, but I don't mind paying for public schools. You know why? Because maybe educated children is a good thing. I'm just saying. Now, I haven't bombed a country lately, but I do put money in that's spent on defense. Now, I can't say, hey, here's my check, but don't spend it on defense. Or Listen, stop it. What? Stop being so childish, petty, and ignorant. Like Chris Christie and these politicians, you, you're smarter than that. Who you fooling? Christie says you should just write a check and shut up. Christie, you should just eat a donut and shut up. Kudos to you, Stephen King. And Stephen King is crazy rich. I'm reading a Stephen King book right now. Stephen King made 99 cents off of me through Kindle. Well, he probably didn't make 99 cents. I'm sure Barnes & Noble kept 20 cents of it. But Stephen, I was glad to contribute my 79%. Great short stories you write. Okay, let's get back to social issues or, or perhaps non-social issues. Now, this is interesting. I'm going to do my best with this. And, and, hell, let's see where it goes. You know, sometimes I'm funny, sometimes I'm not. This time, I might not be. But maybe I will be. Let's see. Hate crimes are up in America. Now, here's, here's the thing with hate crimes. The, the numbers are going up, but I don't know how much of this is actually hate crimes, and maybe it hasn't gone up since, I don't know, say the 70s. Maybe we're just 
more aware of it now because of media or maybe it has gone up I know the divide in the country has increased since Barack Obama became president because with a black president, it's like it's a, it's a weird thing, but you're allowed to be more publicly racist and then say, well, I, I didn't mean that as racist or, or, you know, with gay marriage being an issue, you're allowed to be homophobic and then say, no, really, I, I love gay people. I just don't think they should have the rights of humans. So let's look at what's going on. Um, in May in Arizona, and, and I don't know what the hell's going on with Arizona, but a white supremacist and border vigilante and neo-Nazi, JT Reddy, he shot a um, 16-month-old girl, her mother, and her grandmother. You know, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there were two white guys who on Good Friday went to a black neighborhood, just started shooting people. You know, some people say that the Trayvon Martin case should be tried as a hate crime. Listen, I don't know. I don't know if there's more hate or if it's more publicized or if maybe there's just more stupidity. That That's the thing. It, so much of it is based in stupid. And and this is the, you know, the, the murders. Listen, the, the murders of innocent people because they're different than you are horribly tragic. Um... It, it it goes both ways, you know, that there are whites killing blacks, blacks killing whites, um, Latinos suffer with the whole border and, and, you know, hatred, let's close America up syndrome. It, it's, I don't, I don't know what it is, but, but, but stupid, stupid is still rampant. Now you don't, you don't believe stupid is still rampant? Okay, a billboard. Put up by an organization called heartlanddart.org. Heartland.org. Don't look it up. You won't learn anything. You'll just scare yourself and your children. They put up a billboard showing Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. And the billboard said, I believe in global warming. Do you? In other words, they're comparing people who believe in global warming to the Unabomber. They also had billboards ready with Fidel Castro, Charles Manson, and and uh, Bin Laden, and so on. Like saying that because people in global warming say that you know we're destroying the earth and people may die, that's the same as these extremists who wanted to kill numerous people. I think that's the logic. I don't know. You know what? You know what the logic is. The logic is. Listen. You scientists with your educations and your studies, you're the same as a crazy person. And my response to your education and your studies and your science, I'm going to call you names. This was so bad that uh, Congressman Jim Sensenbrenner, Republican from Wisconsin, he looked at the billboard and said he's not speaking at the Heartland Institute's thing on climate change. And he's one of their supporters. But... After 24 hours, they pulled down the billboards. They got their press. But it, but again, it's like, how do you even debate or argue with that kind of crazy? Like, you believe in global warming? Well, you're a Unabomber. It, okay, you win. Uh, continuing, they're, they're just crazy. The the insane. Uh, I'm at a lo- I'm at a loss for words. Phil Mushnick, writer for the New York Post. He said the Brooklyn Nets, now for those who don't know what I'm talking about, the New Jersey Nets basketball team is moving to Brooklyn, and Jay-Z is a part owner of the team. So, Phil Mushnick says 
that the Brooklyn Nets should be called the New York Niggers because Jay-Z is partial ownership. And he says the cheerleaders should be called the bitches and hoes. Now, here's a great thing about that. I wish Phil would just go to the locker room, you know, with Jay-Z and say, hey, I think this team should be called the New York Diggers and see where it goes. I mean, if, you, if you're going to be that ignorant and that racist, be courageous. Stand up to the people you're calling the New York Niggers and, and let me know how that works out for you. You know, then, of course, you're like, well, because Jay-Z uses the word nigga in rap songs and he uses bitches and hoes in rap songs. So what? One has nothing to do with the other. Jay-Z designed a black and white logo for the Nets. So what? Go in there and call the team the New York Niggers and let me know how that works for you. And now here, here's another thing. And this is another thing with this weird and... It's, it's almost like I said it, but I'm not going to say it. And I'm not. Uh, the New York Post is owned by Rupert Murdoch. It's part of the same empire as Fox News. So, so I guess this is a fair and balanced calling of the New York niggers or something. But no, it's not because they're, they'll say it's not news. It's editorializing. Listen, Fox News, you're not fair and balanced. Rupert Murdoch's empire obviously has an agenda. Be courageous enough to stand up and say, this is our agenda. That's what I'm saying. If you if you want to say it, stand up and say it. Stop hiding behind it. it it's a damn shame. You And this is, I'm not saying this is a hate crime. I'm saying this is the stupid part of hate. But please, go to the locker room. Call them the, the New York niggers. Let me know how that works out for you. Unbelievable. Speaking of unbelievable, Jan Brewer. <laughs> yeah, you always have to laugh when you say Jan Brewer. You follow that with a laugh. <laughs> then you cry a little bit because she is the governor of Arizona. And Jan Brewer's latest thing, she's going to defund Planned Parenthood. That's right. We're taking away the money. We'll shut them down. Those Planned Parenthood. Now, mind you, Planned Parenthood and Arizona have a great history. Because you remember a couple of years ago, John Kyle, senator from Arizona, said that 90% of what Planned Parenthood does is abortions, and then the next day said, well, that statement was never meant to be factual. What? Yeah, that actually happened. He said it, then said it wasn't meant to be factual because it was a lie. So Jan Brewer, at a gathering of the Susan B. Anthony list, and, and the irony of this group of hateful women calling themselves the Susan B. Anthony list when Susan B. Anthony spent her entire life fighting for women's rights and equality and suffrage and so on. The, the irony is, is beyond belief. And heads actually exploded once the irony was explained. We lost six people to the irony of this. But anyway, she wants to shut down Planned Parenthood. She's not giving them any money because they provide abortions. Now, do they provide abortion to every woman who walks in the door? No. Do they provide other services? The vast majority of what they provide are other services, Okay. Things like breast exams, pap smears, um, education, birth control. They, Planned Parenthood does all of that. Now, is Jan saying, okay, ladies to the thousands or tens of thousands of women who will no longer have access to this care, we're going to take the money away from Planned Parenthood and we're going to spend it on an alternative system which will educate you or provide you with health care alternatives, etc. No, we're just going to shut them down. Why? Because Jesus said... Jesus didn't say that. And, and Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit you with this one. But they use your name. They use your name to do horrible, hateful women. And 
things toward women and, and why do these women hate women like why does Jan Brewer hate women so much because Planned Parenthood pro main thing they do is provide health care services for women who can't afford them 90% of what they do oops that statement wasn't meant to be factual hey I should run for office the Susan B Anthony list you should be ashamed of yourselves you should be ashamed of yourself it, it is ridiculous and horrible I don't know what's going on in Arizona but it's a beautiful state I know many beautiful people there, so I'm not knocking the state of Arizona. But your politicians, whoo, what do they put in the Kool-Aid on Election Day, Arizona, that you vote for these people? Now, here's another one. And again, this is where this, this weird double standard, of, and, and this is all, I'm putting all this under the hate crime thing because it's all racial and hatred toward women, and now we're going to, we're going to try to combine the both. Okay? Now let's go to Florida. Because, you know, if Arizona ain't crazy enough for you, let's run down to Florida. And you will see crazier. Marissa Alexander. 31-year-old um, mother of three. Nine-year-old baby. Lives in Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida is a stand your ground state. For those who don't know, if you've been under a rock for the past few weeks with the Trayvon Martin case, stand your ground is a law in Arizona that basically says you're entitled to stand your ground. If somebody threatens you, if you feel your life is being threatened, you can kill that person. It doesn't, it used to be like you had to be in your house or something like that, but no, Florida's like, hey, listen, you be at the mall. That sucker's gonna kill you, you take him out first, okay? So that that's basically the law. And this. This law is supported by the NRA and, and a bunch of right-wing groups. Did I say right-wing? Yes, I did say right-wing because they are right-wing. Anyway, <clears throat> this woman, Marissa Alexander. Okay, horrible judgment. Horrible judgment. She's with this guy, Rico Gray. Rico is her husband. Rico has attacked her in the past in 2009. He beat her and sent her to the hospital. She got a restraining order against him. Um, Gray said, listen... You know, we were staying together. I pushed her. She hit her head. I'm sorry. I got five baby mamas. I done put my hand on every one of them except one. wonder who that one was. So, um, a fight started. And this is 2010. And Gray attacked her. Shoving, strangling, holding her against her will. Prevented her from fleeing. She begged him to leave. Blah, blah, blah. She made it to the garage where a truck was parked. She got there, she couldn't get in the truck, couldn't find the keys, couldn't get it going. Kind of like in those horror movies, but this was real, okay? So, <clears throat> he came into the kitchen. She's terrified. He yells, bitch, I will kill you. She lifted her weapon, which she was licensed to own this gun, okay? It's a legal gun. She lifted her weapon, turned away, fired a shot, up in the wall, fired a shot through the ceiling, stood her ground, prevented him from doing what he threatened to do, he ran out of the house, okay? He runs out, calls the police, says she shot at him and her sons, blah, blah, blah. This woman's in jail now, <laughs> okay? This woman is in jail, this woman is facing serious charges. You know what she did? She stood her ground. Now in Florida, the mandatory minimum for firing a gun while committing a crime is 20 years. So instead of the battered spouse laws, stand your ground laws, blah, 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 
she's looking at doing 20 years for firing a gun. Okay, and the judge rejected the stand your ground claim because he said she could have exited the home. And now what, in the stand your ground law, it says there's no duty to retreat. You do not have to run. If someone threatens to kill you, you can stand your ground. Unless you're this poor black woman. And, and here's the thing, and this is why the NRA is wrong. This is why all these right-wing crazy organizations are wrong. Because you're not coming to her defense. Why don't you come to the defense of a black woman who stood her ground with a legal gun, fired a shot, and the man who was threatened to kill her ran away? Was it bad judgment on her part to be with this man? Yes. To take this man back? Horrible judgment. To marry him? To have his baby? Utterly ridiculous. But at the, at the end of the day, the stand your ground law says you're entitled to stand your ground. And if someone is coming at you who's beaten you before, who you have a restraining order against, who's threatening to kill you, bitch, I will kill you. Bang, you fire a gun. Now you're facing 20 years. This is why my head explodes. I, I, sorry. I couldn't make that one funny. It, it is just unbelievable. Look it up for yourself. What? Florida? Stop it. Now, to those who say, Alonzo, you're, you're always taking the black point of view. You're even voting for the black president. With you, it's all black people, except for when you're voting for African Americans, for God's sake. Okay, listen, you think that? It, not true, not true. But I'm actually, some guy wrote in and commented on my um, podcast and said I'm a black racist. And I took pride in that. It was nice to know he was listening. But anyway, North Carolina has one of these discriminatory discrimination amendments on the ballot, you know, the anti-gay marriage thing, blah, blah, blah. So what happened is um, these women were having a talk outside of, of a polling place, which I don't think is legal to do. But anyway, the wife of a North Carolina senator said that the Caucasian race would benefit from the North Carolina's um, marriage initiative, okay, preventing same-sex marriage, civil unions, domestic partnerships, etc., etc. She was trying to persuade another white woman, and she basically said, "Look, this law helps white people because, you know, we've got to stop the gays and we got to stop the other people. White people are under attack." Blah 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 blah. So a black person overheard this, then it went through the black community, and suddenly the black community is against this amendment. Wait, no, no. How could you have been for this amendment? How could you be black? How could you be African-American, especially in the South, and endorse discrimination against any group? Are you kidding me? You were going to vote to take civil rights away from gay people? You were going to stop gay people from getting married legally when interracial marriage is barely 50 years old? This is horrible, and this so angers me. Whenever I hear black people talk about anti-gay, I'm like, no, they are fighting the same fight that we fought, okay? Are blacks and gays the same? No. Now, some people say, well, gay people have a choice. I don't believe that. I think gay people, I think you're born gay, but I'm no expert. But but it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you choose to be gay, whether you're born gay. You should not be discriminated against because you're gay. If a man has a right to marry a woman, then a man has a right to marry a man. If a woman has a right to marry a man, then a woman has a right to marry a woman. 
and, and don't give me that religious argument either. I don't buy it, okay? Because you don't observe the other tenets of the Old Testament. You eat shellfish and you eat pork and you don't stone people anymore and there's no more slavery, even though some of these people who are against gay marriage would be quite comfortable with slavery. So don't come at me with that. And, and here's the thing, if you're the good Christian, and this is no knock against Christians, this is knock against hypocrites, you're gonna tell me that a gay couple that's been together for 20 years, one of them's dying, they're in intensive care, you're gonna tell me the other one doesn't have the right to see them because they're not married, they're not family? It's horrible. Black people in North Carolina, you dropped a ball, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should have been against this before some Caucasian said the Caucasian race would benefit. And I don't even know how or why the Caucasian race would benefit, and I'm not even gonna get into that, but you blew it on this one. now. Let's get even crazier because the South has a kind of crazy you just don't find anywhere but the South. Tennessee has passed an abstinence-based gateway sexual activity bill. I'm trying to wrap this up, so I'm talking a little faster now. Here's the basics of the bill. Listen, if, okay, parents can sue teachers for allowing gateway sexual activity, you know, things like boys and girls holding hands or teenagers hugging you know that gateway hugging leads to who knows what man oh my gosh they were hugging as teenagers that's horrible yes that's right by law they passed a law against gateway sexual activity now listen i'm laughing hard enough that you call marijuana a gateway drug you know they're smoking weed if they ever get the energy they'll start shooting heroin but now gateway sexual activity that's it now this is all about abstinence because you know abstinence works unless you want to stop teenagers from having sex or stop teenage pregnancy doesn't work on those but abstinence works some, somehow but anyway this, this is their thing so so there'll be no more of that hugging or touching as a matter of fact why are you two even looking at each other you know something it's a good thing this is america and a free country not Afghanistan run by the Taliban where men and women have to be separate. Uh, oh, mm, mm, never mind. Um, now, <laughs> the other side of abstinence, <laughs> the Octomom is bankrupt. Yes, apparently eight kids cost money and the Octomom has debt of a million dollars, assets of $50,000, and she said she's had to make some very difficult decisions this year and now she's filing for chapter seven. Now, she should probably call General Motors. She may never have to pay taxes again in her life. But it's a shame, it's a shame that these eight children have to suffer from this idiot mom. And, and it's all publicity and nonsense. She made millions of dollars off the initial publicity but she had to get her plastic surgery done. There's some rumor of some self-pleasuring sex tape that she's doing for money and you know, it, the, the, the kids are going to suffer because the mom is an idiot. Did I just call her an idiot? Yes. It's not part of my war on women. Listen, I'm not moving to Arizona. I don't need the government to support. This is... Ah! Sorry, Octomom. You're broke. Now, you know it would be good? If you were quiet. Okay, speaking of broke, you'll be broke if you want to carry a bag onto Spirit Airlines. For those who don't know... Spirit is one of these super discount airlines. They've sold tickets for as little as $9. That's right, you heard right. They've had tickets for $9, like you're a member, but but how do you're a member of the airline, you get this discount, that discount. How do you sell tickets so cheap? 
Simple. Spirit has a $100 carry-on bag fee. That's right, $100 for carrying a bag on the plane if you didn't, I don't know, reserve space for your bag online. It, in, in November, they're going from $45 to $100 for a carry-on bag. I don't know what's in that carry-on bag, but you might want to leave it alone. Leave it at home. Allegiant Air charges $35. You know, Delta's charging $75 for a second checked bag. Um, we all know that the airlines have started charging bag fees. You want to check a bag? You got to pay. You got to buy a ticket for you, then you got to buy another ticket for your bag. And don't have a dog. Don't you? If you got a dog, you got to buy another plane to fly your dog. $100 to carry a bag on the Spirit Airlines. It's probably going to be broke soon anyway. And let me tell you something. I used to work in this airline business. Watch out for these discount airlines. Check the maintenance records. See where they're saving money. And last but not least, I'm going to end on a high note. The Clippers, the Los Angeles Clippers, are up 3-1 in their playoff series against Memphis. Did I just say that out loud? The Clippers are up in a playoff series? Yes. Go Clippers. Lob City. There's nothing to this story except that I love it. I love the Clippers. They're a lot of fun. As I said, Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, in a way you ruined it for me because now I have to pay full price for Clipper tickets, but it's worth it because you're winning. In other news, the New York Knicks seem to have inherited the Clipper jinx. Another Nick goes down. Baron Davis' knee, gone. Amari Stoudemire, we've all seen athletes get mad, go into the locker room, they, they smash something with a baseball bat, they punch a wall. Well, Amari hit a fire extinguisher case, and the fire extinguisher case won. He got like 20 or 30 stitches in his hand. He's a mess. Listen, the Knicks aren't in the playoffs. The Knicks have really good seats to watch Miami in the playoffs. But they did win one game, so now it's 3-1 Miami, and, and I'm pulling for Miami. I want LeBron to win the whole thing. I want LeBron to take his talents, to take a ring down to Miami to shut everyone up. He's the best player in basketball. There's no question about that. But he hasn't won a championship yet, and they'll hold it against him until he does. So good luck, LeBron. Listen, LeBron, you're making enough money. You should fly Spirit Airlines and carry on two bags. This is Who's Paying Attention. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. I'm Alonzo Bowden, signing off.